Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Yiska Smith on Parashat Bahar Bahukotai. Five days, 28 class options, and one memorable summer learning experience. Cultivating Courage and Resilience, Chazak Ve'ematz. The Pardes Learning Seminar, Summer 2021, is online July 4th to July 8th. Be sure to get more information at www.pardes.org.il forward slash seminar. Communal leaders, professionals, lifelong learners, you. And now, here is Yiska Smith. Cultivating tranquility of the heart, calmness of the heart, well-being. Necha deliba in Aramaic, shavat in Hebrew. A teaching from Reb Shalom Brat Zichono Levracha. May his memory be for a blessing. Founder and original director of Yeshivat Simchat Shlomo in Nachlaot in Yerushalayim. In May 2012, inspired by the Ishbitzer Rebbe, based on a verse in Proverbs 17.1, Mishlei Yud Zion Aleph, Tov Pat Chareva V'Shalvava Better a day, better a dry crust, and tranquility and calmness within. Then a house full of feasting with strife. Yes, better a dry crust and tranquility and calmness within than a house full of feasting with strife. Tov pat chareva v'shalvava mibayat malei zivcheriv. The Ishbetzer Rebbe, Rav Mordechai Yosef Leiner, who lived 1801 through 1854, born in Poland, teaches in his most notable work, Me Hashiloch, that there are basically three groups of mitzvot in Prashat Bahar. Shemitah, the sabbatical year, Yovel, the jubilee year, and Ribit, the prohibition of charging interest on loans. He also understands the opening verse in Parshat Bahar as relating to tranquility of the heart, Necha Deliba, Shalvat Halev. Oh, how many of us... <laughs> How many of us seek that and yearn for calmness and inner tranquility? The beginning of Prashat Bahara states as follows, When you come to the land that I am giving to you, the land, and he understands this to mean the heart will rest, will be tranquil. A Shabbat for Hashem. This is in Leviticus 25.2. Vayikra chafhe bet. Kitavo el haaretz ashe anino ten lachem. Vishavta haaretz. Shabbat ladonoi. 
And the Ishbitzer understands that the land is in fact the heart. Hashem is promising the children of Israel that when they come to the Aretz, the land of Israel, they will attain Necha Deliba, the state of tranquility and calmness of the heart. The Zohar in section 1, 183b, teaches the connection between the land and the heart. This is what the Ishbitza is relying on. This is what informs him to equate in the Pasuk that not only will the land rest, but the heart will rest. It states in the Zohar when stating that Eretz Yisrael is the heart of the world, for it is the portal to heaven. Just like the heart, the physical heart in one's body is the source of life for the body, and it divides and spreads out life force, the chiyut, to all parts of the body. So too, Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, is the source of life for the soul, spreading out this life force and bountiful influence of health to all peoples of the world. In fact, in our relationship with the divine, the compassionate one desires more than anything one's heart. Again, the Zohar teaches in section 2, 182b, also in Masechet Sanhedrin, 106b, three simple words. What is it that the divine wants of us? What is it that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is asking of us to give in the relationship? Three simple words. Rahamana liba ba'e. The compassionate one wants the heart. When we are really in love with someone, we give this person our hearts and we trust them fully with our hearts. The tranquil heart loves. At home, it experiences tranquility, shalva, even amidst turbulence. The Ishbitzer further explains that these three groups of mitzvot, shemitah, yovel, and ribit, these, each of these mitzvot derives from having faith, emunah, and trusting bitachon that the divine provides for us. Each of these three mitzvot calls upon us to let go. So I would like to suggest that there's a connection between letting go and cultivating Shavat Alev, Nechad tranquility, calmness of the heart. So what is the connection? What is the connection between letting go and cultivating tranquility of the heart? So Rab, Rab Shalom Abrot continues. First, he explores Shemitah, the sabbatical year. And the verses that support this are found in Leviticus 25, 1 through 8. Vayigra chavhei alef thuchet. Shemitah literally means to let go. 
relaxing one's grip on, releasing, letting go of our perceived ownership of the land that the divine is giving us, relaxing one's grip on our innate need to feel that we are in power and that we are in control of our survival and destiny, releasing our fears by saying, Hashem, I am ready to trust you with my very survival. In this world, we like to be the owners. We like to be the decision makers. We want to and we have a need to feel that we are in control. Imagine a whole year if you were a farmer, (laughs) especially if you were a farmer, Imagine a whole year of not cultivating your fields, an entire year of putting your trust for your parnassah, for your livelihood, for your financial sustainability completely into Hashem's hands. There is a moral instructional aspect to this mitzvah to increase our emunah and bitachon, our faith and trust in Hashem. Actually, our parnasa is always in Hashem's hands. Our awareness of this truth is heightened and deepened during the Shemitah year. We clearly need to be in control, though. So what can we be in control of? The secret is to know how to be in control of ourselves, not external circumstances to make sacred and dedicated space for the Shekhinah, for the divine presence within us to manifest and become revealed. That indeed is the domain for each of us where we can exercise control. We need to learn how to be in our space without blocking everyone and everything else out without blocking out the divine's light. We need to learn how to bridge our emunah from the mind to bitachon in the heart, and from the heart into our very limbs and bones, so that even our bodies will not sense any lack of space or loss as a result of letting go. Even better, we deeply yearn for an embodied experience in welcoming the Shekhinah's presence within and around us. During the Shemitah year, the Netivot Shalom, Rab Shalom Noach Berezavsky, the Slonoma Rebbe, who lived through, from 1911 through 2000, passed away here in Yerushalayim, made Aliyah during the British Mandate teaches that we are learning to bring our faith into our very bones. The Holy Shabbat and the Holy Land nourish the faith of the mind and the heart. However, the Shabbat of the land, Shemitah, nourishes the faith of our limbs and bones. Imagine, Imagine your body being nourished with faith by letting go by sharing your food with anyone and everyone, sharing equally and not grabbing, opening the hands to give and receive, allowing and teaching the body to join with the soul in the delights 
of being in relationship with the divine and walking the path of her mitzvot. As our faith and trust are nourished by the observance of Shemitah, by letting go, by relaxing our grip, by releasing, we attain tranquility of the heart. The second mitzvah that the Ishbitzer brings to light in this parsha, Yovel, the Jubilee year. That is found in Leviticus 25, 8 through 13. Vayikra chafhei, psukim chet through yud gimel. The Yovel year comes every 50th year, immediately after every seventh Shemitah year. In addition to following the same agricultural laws as in the Shemitah year, hence we were not to work the land for two consecutive years, we are also commanded again to let go, to let go in other ways, to let go of our slaves, or rather what I would suggest, uh, more similar to indentured servants, to let go, to release them, and our dependence on them, and to let them go free, to liberate them, to let go of ancestral land that we bought from others who had sold these lands due to their financial hardship. Ownership of a portion of land in Eretz Yisrael that is larger than one's real share can only be temporary. During the Yovel year, everyone was to be restored to return to their real place in the land. Here too, here too again we learn to attain and cultivate tranquility of the heart, shavatalev, by further strengthening our trust in the divine rather than in the possession of people and possession of land. And now we move to the third mitzvah, we beat the prohibition of usury, of interest. In Leviticus, in Vayikra, Chafhei, Pesukim, verses 35 through 38, Lamed Hei through Lamed Chet. This is remarkable. <laughs> How not charging interest and not paying interest actually leads to Shavat Alev. The Torah teaches that we are obligated to help our impoverished brothers and sisters, the convert and the settler, whom, whose means of support have been unstable. The highest level of helping the needy person, the highest level of tzedakah and gimilut chasadim, performing acts of loving kindness, as described by the Rambam, by Maimonides, is to provide the person with a job or with an interest-free loan. Many Jewish individuals and all Jewish communities traditionally have a gemach fund. Gemach, short for gemilut chasadim. Also known as a Hebrew free loan society. Gemilut chasadim. A Jew may not charge a fellow Jew interest, nor may a Jew pay interest to a fellow Jew. 
Although you may argue that there is nothing morally wrong with charging and paying interest on a loan, Hashem forbids this. Why? Within the Jewish community, Hashem wants us to be close with each other. And so he commands us, she commands us, to set aside a portion of our wealth to be used in helping our impoverished brothers and sisters, to help them get back on their feet with money that might otherwise be used to increase our personal wealth by providing interest-free loans as needed. And forbids, not only commands us to do this, but God forbids us to charge or pay interest on these loans, just like you would expect your father, mother, brother or sister, to help you out with an interest-free loan when needed. Hashem expects you to do the same for your fellow, for your fellow Jewish brothers and sisters. It's cultivating closeness. Hashem is asking us again to let go, to let go of a certain degree of ownership over our money, and to trust Him that He, she, is our provider and will continue to provide us with all that we truly need. Again, again we learn that tranquility of the heart is gained through trusting in Hashem, by letting go, by releasing. Rip Shalom teaches that we make holy space in our lives for Hashem, for others, and for ourselves. In, through the observance of these three mitzvot, We create a space of sharing and helping. Then the gates of blessings for parnassah, financial sustainability for our livelihood, are opened wider and wider, and the channels are clear to receive Hashem's abundant blessings. The closer we are with each other, the more we experience closeness with the divine. He concludes by reminding us that tranquility of the heart at any given moment does not necessarily mean that everything appears fine. Even if in the deeper sense it really is, we don't always experience our lives that way. In fact, we do need to do our tikkun, both inwardly and outwardly, healing and fixing ourselves and our part in healing and fixing the world at large. Tikkun ha'olam. Rather, tranquility of the heart suggests that we are able to show up, to be present, and to go about whatever needs to be done and whatever the divine is asking of us without getting all shook up, without losing our inner balance. The heart is working and struggling, but it is doing so in a state of tranquility, of shalva. It knows when it's at home and is fixing its true home, enhancing the inner beauty and inviting the presence of the Holy Shekhinah to be revealed. May we all be blessed to have what we all so yearn for. May we all be blessed and blessed each other to have a tranquil heart a peaceful heart, a calm heart, to do whatever each of us is doing with all our heart, to feel at home with ourselves, where each one of us can give ourselves permission to be one's true 
self, to be one's higher self. This is Nechat This is Shavat HaLev. This is tranquility of the heart. Ken Yehivatzon, so may it be. Toda v'koltuf. Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcast. You can also follow us on Spotify. Tune in next week as Rabbi Dr. Mish Hamra Kasoy discusses Parashat Bamidbar. Thanks for listening.